Why aren't more young professionals choosing the advice Why industry? Why women staying in advice? In a job that you're more passionate about female in the financial industry, there are four Attracting males. Attracting best graduates to the financial advice what industry. practices and industry partners do? The most important thing is to have the discussion. Welcome to Her Advice. Join us as we speak with inspiring and diverse leaders within the Australian advice industry. Listen in as we examine how we can encourage future leaders and continue to see the financial advice industry thrive and be inspired as experts reflect on what the future of financial advice could be. Welcome. I'm Tara Sutton, Head of Account Management at BT Financial Group. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording today and pay our respects to elders both past and present. At BT, we're passionate about enabling quality advice to thrive. We're passionate about supporting the financial advice industry and recently have been challenged to look at how we can address the lack of advisors in the industry. When reviewing the statistics, we were struck especially by the lack of gender diversity within the industry. According to data from advisor ratings, for every female in the financial advice industry, there are four males. So just over 22% of advisors are women. In this series, we're going to ask industry experts what we can do to create an industry that reflects all Australians. We will be asking leaders in the industry why they are so passionate about financial planning and what they hope for the future of advice. Today, I'm joined by Julian Newbold. For those listening who don't know you, your career has spanned over 20 years as a senior editor and journalist writing for consumer and trade publications. Although you're not a financial advisor, you absolutely have a strong knowledge and understanding of financial planning, superannuation, RAP platforms, SMSFs, you name it. Recently, Professional Planner has relaunched the Stellar Network, which you co-founded and now head. It's really nice to see its legacy and speak to you today, Julia, about the challenges and benefits that can come from retaining and encouraging more women to consider working in financial advice. Welcome, Julia. Thank you very much. Great to be here and great to hear that you've got this initiative that's happening to get more women into the industry. Julia, can you tell us a little bit more about the Stellar Network and what the current landscape is like in terms of diversity in financial advice? So the Stellar Network was started by BT about 10 years ago. And the idea was really to um, give women an area where they could network with others going through the same issues, find a bit of support with like-minded people. We had a bunch of advisors who were working in regional areas and we found that they only seemed to get together a couple of times a year when there was a big conference. It wasn't enough for these women. A lot of them were running their own businesses and they had issues about flexibility, taking time out of the workplace and buying businesses the people management when you're running your own business, they wanted to talk to other like-minded people about how they worked. They also wanted to talk about how they were treated by men in the industry. And I guess whenever you're in a minority, whatever that might be, it's good to have others that you can bounce off ideas that have been through similar things and are a support network. So what we did with the Stellar Network was we opened it to all females and all people that were supporting more females into financial advice who could see the benefits of diversity. And we had a number of events that we would run. Uh, Some of them were CPD type events, maybe on things like estate planning, on how to talk to clients who were going through divorce. 
how other women had made it to the top, other events that we had were just about meeting people that they wouldn't normally meet. So we had a number of things that would just get people together and they could talk about whatever it was that was on their minds. When we started, there were about 20% of the industry was female. It hasn't really changed much. It's moved up to possibly 25 at the best times and it's back down the lower end near the 20s now. So it is a good time to start again. And also we're really lacking in advisors now. You know, the numbers have gone down so much since Royal Commission, since new legislation, etc. But the time is right because so many people out there want financial advice and they want to see an advisor that reflects them and their families and their age and everything else. They want to know that they've got a connection with the person that hopefully they'll have a really long relationship with that will see them through their life milestones. Julia, you mentioned challenges around flexibility. And I know in this post-COVID world, we all think employers have become far more flexible in terms of where we work. What does flexibility mean to someone like you? I guess what the women that I've spoken to, the things that they want to see in a business is that they're measured on output. It's not about being in an office during set times. You know, they've got to be there from nine to five. They might have early meetings. They might have late meetings. They might choose to do something on the weekend or they might choose to work part-time, but it's all about what they can do when they're employed. Financial planning to some is already flexible and a lot of women started their own businesses so that they could give themselves the flexibility that they wanted. But there are other reasons other businesses haven't given them the flexibility. It's just not been written in. And it's something that a lot of businesses think they offer and they will talk up the idea that financial planning is a flexible area. But those women coming into it and those women who are entering their childbearing ages, they don't feel that the flexibility is there. But there are ways it can be managed and it should be managed. And if you want the advice industry to change and move into a more flexible environment, there has to be ideas that come through, like, is there job sharing? Is it a more corporatized model? Like, it's not, it won't work. It's how can we make it work? And I think that the lack of advisors that are in the industry, female advisors, is a lacking of role models. And if you can't see it, you can't be it. And that is absolutely true. If you don't see how some other woman has succeeded, it's really difficult to go on that path. And at a recent conference, we had a lady of Asian background who said that she didn't think people like her could become financial advisors. And she said that I've never met any who look like me. So she became an advisor, but she felt that it was a difficult path. And until she went down that path, she didn't realize that she could actually do it. So maybe there's a lot of young women who are going into university courses now who don't see it as a future because they haven't seen advisors who are women. Yes. And we'll get to that comparison in a moment. I know there are challenges to overcome, but what do you think the benefits would be to attracting more women to financial advice? What do women bring to the financial advice process? We think differently. I think women will look at someone's financial position in a different way. I think the language that women use is quite different when they talk about money. It's not a discrete subject that's, I'm looking at the investments and the investments over here, we're putting them into this, that and the other. It's more, well, this is what I want out of my life. How am I going to get to this point? How am I going to make sure there's enough there to send my children to private schools or to move up in a different neighborhood or to take time out to raise my children or to retire at a certain age? It's all about, you know, how you can live the life you want to live, but have the financial means to do it. 
So I think the whole language of engaging women as clients is dependent on how they're being addressed by their financial advisors. And there are things that are specifically female that we think about. It might be, you know, IVF and maybe divorce and things that we look at from a slightly different perspective. And if there's someone who looks like us and thinks like us and is going through similar things, it's a much more comfortable conversation. That's really important to the whole industry to make it more accessible to people. Financial advice shouldn't be just for rich people who have been to university, studied economics and know the jargon. I think language is really important and connecting through language is important. Getting rid of the jargon is great for the whole industry, really. And this might go without saying, Julia, given that you are the co-founder of the Stella Network, but I would really love for you to expand on this. How does seeing and connecting with other women help up and coming women in the industry? I guess there's that idea that we need to see that someone else has done it before we can have the confidence to see the way that it's done and that we can do it as well. And there's also the idea that we need to also get used to the fact that we're not necessarily going to do it the same way as someone in front of us, but there are different ways of getting things done. We want to look at another woman who's maybe got a couple of children like we might, you know, something that there's a connection and you've got to see that it's accepted and you want to see how the other woman's treated and you want to see how, how they've progressed. And you just want to be able to chat about, is this normal? I went into this meeting, this is what happened. And I think we speak a similar language and we tend to ask more questions when we're with other women. I have had formal relationships where I've mentored and been mentored. And what value did you get out of that? A lot of value, but that's where I think diversity is important. And I think for women, it's often good to have a male mentor because we think differently. And the way we might look at something and we chat to our mates about, oh, this happened to me at work today. What do you think? And we'll, we'll have similar ideas. But a man will come in with a totally different viewpoint and say, no, that was wrong. That shouldn't have happened or that's normal. And it gives us a different way of thinking. And so I think it's really helpful to always have diversity in workplaces and in businesses because you get a better result. You know, I might think of something that you might not think of and to have two people coming at the same problem from different directions can often come up with more creative and better solutions. There's also the idea of there's a difference between a mentor and a sponsor. So, you know, a mentor might help you and give you tips on how to progress your career and how you're going, but a sponsor will help you get to the next level. They might help you get clients. They might help you increase your book. They might help you get a better role at a different business. They're the ones that are promoting you through actions. And so you need both. And sometimes they're the same person and sometimes they're not. And in terms of women in leadership, what would more women in leadership look like in the financial advice industry? I think more women in leadership would just normalise the way women think and the way we do business. And to be very generalist in this, there is a bit more empathy and a bit more focus on personal relationships and on people. So I have a confession. For the first few years of my corporate career, I found the way to Um, well, what I thought was surviving, thriving, moving up through the ranks was to be less like me and more like them. So I found myself becoming more direct, becoming less emotional. And it's only probably been in the last five or six years, definitely coincided with motherhood, 
that I've really lent in to, that's, I know that's a buzzword, but I've, I've lent into my femininity, which has only brought great things. I think it's important to fess up because that was me thinking in a male dominated industry where, you know, you walk into a room, there is 10 of you and 90 males. You do tend to think you survive by fitting in, but ultimately if you're not being true to yourself and, and capitalising on who you are. Well, you're not bringing the diversity, right? I'm not reaping the diversity. All women in leadership wouldn't be great either. There needs to be a balance. And we need to move also beyond just gender and it needs to be cultural as well. Even socioeconomic. It's no good if we get everyone from that's earning well, that's used to high incomes, giving information and giving their life views to someone who's never been in that situation. I think it's very valuable to hear other opinions right across the spectrum. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. When I was uh, hiring a few years ago, I had some really wise advice given to me is that try not to hire someone that looks and thinks like you, because that's your natural inclination is to want to hire someone that's a little bit like you because well, of course, how I do things is the best, which which is absolutely not the case. You, you know, you will get better results as a team with a team full of very diverse individuals. And I think that's unconscious bias. Until that's called out and you realise what you're doing, you tend to do that. And I think that's how we've got the situation that we have. We mentioned earlier about the uh, legal profession. In your view, are there lessons to be learned from other male-dominated professions like law? What have others done to encourage women to join their industry? Very contentious. There's always the quotas and the targets argument. And, you know, we constantly get the feedback that once we say we want quotas, they're saying we'll get a substandard woman in the position if it's just going to be on quotas. Well, is it really, if we've got the same number of graduates and they're all doing equally well, is there another reason that when it gets a bit higher down the track that we're going to get a dud woman in place? If the needle moves a little bit too far at one point, it'll naturally move back. At all ages, there's a lack of knowledge on what a financial planner actually does and what they provide. So many people still think it's just an investment advice service and you have to have a lot of money to invest. And until you've got one or you know someone who's got one, you've no idea. I wrote a booklet probably 15 years ago now saying this is what a financial planner does. Cash management, strategy, insurance, protection, estate planning, investment, superannuation. There's a lot that they do, but it's not well known. So I think there's a bit of an image problem. I think that that needs to be broadcast. This is the difference it can make in your life. It used to be very much insurance-based and, you know, you'd always have case studies of this is how this person's life was changed because they were insured, but not the peace of mind or not the, the I was able to achieve this in my life because I had all, you know, my financial ducks in a row. But I think if what a financial planner does was better known and understood and how you're affecting someone's life and how as an advisor, you're with that person through their big milestones, through their marriages, through their children, through starting a new job, through leaving work, all those sorts of things. There's a real relationship. And I think having that kind of relationship is an interesting career choice for a woman. So if more women knew exactly what it entailed, I think we would get more women into the industry. Because we're good at listening. Absolutely. 
the Stellar Network, this podcast, this is all us trying to contribute to the to solving this problem. Yeah. How do not just young women, but how do women get connected with the Stellar Network? It's a LinkedIn group. If you go to LinkedIn and look up the Stellar Network, you can click on and, and join. Fantastic. But look, thank you for chatting with us today, Julia, and sharing your insights. It absolutely seems that more women in the industry would only be beneficial to both advice practices and their clients. Diversity would absolutely enable quality advice to thrive. So thanks again, Julia. My pleasure. Lovely talking to you, Tara. This podcast is for advisor use only. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the presenter's personal opinions. BT accepts no responsibility for the content of the podcasts. Comments may not be attributed to BT or other participants without prior permission. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Thank you.